Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. feeling well and I'm super tired and I don't want to get up off my couch so here I am excuse me I I'm gonna be covering a show called the sound of your heart today this is technically not a drama this is actually a comedy it is more of a sitcom it's very much a sitcom it's a sitcom but without the laugh track and it's based on a webtoon a webtoon uh written and created and illustrated by the artist chul's hop it's immensely popular it's a huge hit and it's available on netflix if you live in north america and i i highly recommend it i quite like this sitcom i love it a lot because it's very silly and uh Yi Gwangsu, the protagonist he he plays chul's hop he is such a great actor. I'm sure you've seen Yi Gwangsu in other dramas. Like he was definitely in um uh he was in that show um It's Okay That's Love. Uh he's he's got a major role in that. He's in I don't know, like what else is he in? Well, I mean, he's mostly known for being on that on that show Running Man. Running Man is this immensely popular reality variety show with some gamification and it's extremely popular in asia like in china for sure i know definitely in like vietnam and the philippines but it is like a crazy popular show and it's popular mainly because people love yi guangsu i think in china he gets like the most endorsement money <laughs> or something but Yi Guangsu is a uh, is a classically trained actor, I believe. I think he started out as a model, but I'm pretty sure he is trained in acting, and he's quite well trained in drama. He's a really great drama performer, but people keep plugging him into comedies because he's also a terrific comedic actor. You know, in fact, on Running Man, um, Yu Jae-suk makes fun of Yi Guangsu a lot and says like, "So you're a comedian, right? You're a comedian." He's like, "No, I'm an actor. I'm an actor." He's like, "No, not you're a comedian." <laughs> Uh, but Yi Guangsu is very versatile, and I think that's what I love about him. Um, I also love how fucking tall he is. He's he's like a crazy tall guy. You also have Kim Daemyung playing Cho Jun, so Cho Suk's older brother, and Kim Daemyung is also a terrific actor. He's in numerous uh, dramas. You've definitely seen him in Misheng. Right, and he is definitely in Hospital Playlist. I, I quite like his versatility and range as well. And then you have Cheng Soo-min who plays Ebong. And Cheng Soo-min, I remember seeing her years ago in this really bizarre, bizarre uh, Korean drama called Playful Kiss. It was on NBC, and it's technically a show that was uh, initially a Japanese manga and then they turned it into a tv series and then they um 
made it into a Korean TV series. So it went through several transformations, but it is such a weird show. Playful Kiss is a really weird show. Came out in 2010. So if you want to see Chung So Min um, performing in, in a K-drama, like a teen K-drama, it's more like a teen coming-of-age coming kind of um, show. But yeah, she, she's good in that. It's a, it's a weird show. I loved... I love the mom character, Kim Mi-gyung. So Kim Mi-gyung, you've seen her in like fucking every single TV show ever. Like she was in, she was in Secret Garden. She was in Master Son. She was in The Heirs. She was in It's Okay, That's Love. The same, same thing with um, Lee Kwang-soon. She's, she's in Hi Bye Mama. Yeah, Hi Bye Mama, she's in that. Have you guys seen that? I should cover Hi Bye Mama. I haven't spoken, I haven't talked about Hi Bye Mama yet, right? Uh, she's in It's Okay to, to Not Be Okay. She's in a lot of, a lot of Korean TV dramas. Like, I mean, she is like a TV drama queen. So Kim Mi Kyung is in this and she is flexing her comedic muscles and I thought she was absolutely terrific. Um, I loved how many cameos there are on this show in, in The Sound of Your Heart. You have like a bunch of comedians making cameo appearances. Like you have Pang Nare. Who shows up? Pang Nare also has a Netflix comedy special. It's not good, but she's in it. Oh my gosh, you have uh, you have the singer Lena Park in that. Uh, Lena Park was big in the '90s, but Lena Park is a Korean American, and she went to Korea and became a huge singer. She's a terrific singer. I mean, the pipes on her. And so Lena Park makes an appearance, like a cameo appearance as herself on this. Um, you have Shin Dong Yeop, Chun Hyun Moo. Uh, Kim Taewon, you have so many cameo appearances. Kim Sook appears on this show as well. Uh, I love Kim Sook. So I loved how many uh, female comedians there were um, that made cameo appearances on this show. But in any case, um, if you just want like a lighthearted, feel good, weird, like zany, kind of tacky, campy sitcom, this is for you. And uh, I think my favorite part, I mean, this is like, this is actually more telling of like the kind of humor I'm into. Like, you know, even though I'm very dry when I'm on stage and I'm like talking about all kinds of weird intellectual shit, I also talk about like disgusting things, you know? Like I talk about, I have like poop jokes and stuff. And there's this like epic poop joke scene on this show. I don't want to give away details, but I just remember like dying laughing. It was so gross. But I could not stop laughing. I was I was like in tears. Um, so in any case, if you're into like just cheap humor stuff, but you know, like there's some like family warmth in in there as well, some family comedy, family hijinks stuff. If you're into that, this is a show for you. I just wanted to cover something lighthearted rather than heavy. So today I talked to LA-based comedian and screenwriter Wendy Wilkins. Well, she was a writer's assistant for a major, major sitcom that you all recognize called Malcolm in the Middle. And Malcolm in the Middle is perhaps one of my most favorite sitcoms of all time. It's like Malcolm in the Middle, The Bernie Mac Show, Friends. I mean, I would say like those are like my top three favorite sitcoms of all time. But yeah, Wendy is a is a comedy buddy of mine. I see her at Mike's. In, in fact, um, I'm recording this on Sunday night. Wendy and I co-hosted the Hollywood Improv Labworks mic, and um, that's why I'm so tired right now. Um, but in any case, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I really respect Wendy because she is always professional 
and she's nice to everybody and you know she just knows how to be a good friend and I she has this sort of New York loyalty that I'm really down with. I also learned from how generous Wendy is with people. That's something I, I'm always trying to work on because I feel like that's just an area I could work on some more. But I, I learned from Wendy a great deal. So I'm very happy to talk to her. Um, let's talk to Wendy Wilkins. Do you have a dog with you right now? I am. I'm dog sitting. I'm so sorry. She oh. just was chill until I started talking and now she oh. wants... She wants me to throw her ball. It's That's um, it's Caitlin and Max from Can Even, and they're in um, there she is right there. Say hi, Pepper. I know you hi, love dogs. Pepper. I was like, well, this will be a treat. Say hi, Pepper. Oh, I know Pepper. I've met Pepper before. Yeah. There's oh, another yes. dog. Yes, there? you There's know Pepper and Grace. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So cute uh yeah this is a lot i have a tiny apartment so like to have her she's a big german shepherd Aww. and to have her she's huge but she did she slept with me the whole night just didn't move oh, was good. just laid right next to me i haven't snuggled with the dog in forever so it was very it was very Aww. cool <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's nice. sweet nice. i love dogs oh my gosh you know, like I might just live my whole life that way, like never getting a dog of my own and just fucking living that parasocial dog love life. Like, oh my God, your Instagram stories with all the reposts of dogs from TikTok is everything I live for. Like, I, it's always like one or to the this first or second spot. And I'm always like, click as soon as I see it. I'm like, what is going on? And then your paintings. Yeah, I, I have no idea about those cards. Oh, I have no okay. idea what you're talking about those cards. But I still like looking at them and the shapes. It's just so much fun. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm like I know it is a lot of fun. Fucking on point, man. Yeah, it is on point, shit, man. Like I, I am having a lot of fun these days. It's such a good. It's such a sweet ass life. Just, god damn it, like being unemployed, fucking rocks. I love it. I'm like made for it. Hi, hi, Pepper. So awesome. Like, um, so as I told you, um, I know you're familiar with the book. I'm doing that Artist's Way book. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that going? It's going good. And I like, you know, some of the challenges that she has us, you know, face. And do you remember in chapter like one when she talks about crazy makers, quote unquote crazy makers? So, like, people who, um, how do I say they like don't respect your boundaries. They call you up with an emergency all the time. Like they're your friend, but they, there's always some kind of havoc that is wreaking in their lives. And they ask you to come in and help them like all the time, like, you, you know, those kinds of people. So it was like yeah. talking about crazy makers, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I, when I read that book, I was actually living with a crazy maker. Yeah. So here I am in my living room reading this and go, looking yeah. up to the person I'm living with, who is the crazy maker, who's my ex-college uh, roommate, you know? And then she moved out yeah. to LA. And then it, that was a whole crazy situation where we end up being roommates. But then I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then yeah. when yeah. she finally sh sh when she finally did something... She finally did something that I was like, I could point out and go, that crossed the line and you need to move out. It was like the perfect, and it didn't happen too yeah. long after I read that book. So it did give Good, me a lot yeah. of perspective and like something I probably didn't know about. Like, you know, I'm just like, yeah, upstate New York. We don't talk about that shit. You know, exactly. I'm like from a country girl who has exactly. a city 
girl at heart, you know, and then as soon as I came yeah. out late, like ever and still today, everything is an eye opening. It's every I learn so much every day yeah. about the world yeah. and people. And I never assume I know yeah. everything because the moment I do that, right. somebody somebody takes advantage of me in a way that I didn't see coming and I'm like, Oh, all right. Hmm. Yeah, right. I don't know yeah. everything, and I'm going to keep my ears and eyes open. And and that's not to say I yeah. distrust people in general. I don't. That's I'm the opposite. Yeah, you're system. very open. You trust actually, people yeah. too quickly. He goes, and then they take advantage of you. Because I had like three or four yeah. friends during our marriage that that happened to, and I felt I was really bummed out. Female friends, I was really bummed out how yeah. they showed their true self after a little bit. And he's like, you just have to yeah. get better at, at doing that. And I think I do. I, it still happens, but I think I do. And I'm not so devastated because I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. And this, I think for everybody happens. You go, it's just like finding somebody to marry or fall in love with. It takes a lot of different people yeah. before you find somebody who you click with. It's the same with friendships. That's you know? true. And relationships, business for relationships sure. or comedy for relationships. Sure. So. So I love oh when God, all of a sudden yeah. that li a little bit of so that artist way, yeah. So what happened with you? Did you did you like reassess a few people after you read that about the crazies? Well, the interesting thing is that like because I'm not like I don't have any demands right now. Like I live my life like an artist anyway. So mm -hmm. you know, like morning pages is like they call it morning pages, but I call it just journaling, and I've been journaling like very consistently every morning for years. So it's not mm. like not just mornings. I would sometimes journal again in the afternoon and again at night. Like I, I journal often. But so like I've been doing that. Like I meditate regularly, you know, I do my own tarot card reading or oracle card reading regularly. I paint I paint. Like, you know, I'm already living this chill artist's life. And like, you know, I sometimes I'll go away for like by myself just to take trips and yeah. stuff or sometimes to I actually go to comedy. So it's like I just do these things regularly anyhow. And uh the the toxic people thing that I saw more like retrospectively. Like, oh, there are these mm -hmm. crazy makers in my past that I have just naturally and organically distanced myself from, you know, like three or four of them that I just stopped. I just kind of pulled away from because mm -hmm. there was always perpetual, like uns like unmanageable drama that, and it's like, every time you meet them, every time I meet them, it's like intense mm -hmm. drama. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah i just don't have these people in my life anymore i'm so lucky mm -hmm, but then mm -hmm. recently like a couple of days ago i was talking to a friend i still consider him a friend uh but it's like any time i talk to him literally any single time i talk to him and i ask him something very like minor like oh how was that deadline that like you were able to meet that deadline that's great so how was that it's like all this drama like intense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh it's like oh you know when it when he does that it it eliminates any possibility for me to have a conversation about him where it's like balanced where i could talk about right. my stuff and i could listen to his mm -hmm. stuff and it could be like this mutually beneficial healthy kind of talk and it just becomes yeah. about his shit and me trying to like 
help him out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I, but the problem is like, he just doesn't have a sure, how do I say? He doesn't know where he stands on the matter. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't know, like, how he feels about anything in the situation. So it just becomes mm-hmm. chaotic confusion when I listen to him. And everybody is to blame. Everybody is wrong. He's the victim in all of it. But it's mm-hmm. like he lacks agency completely when I'm talking mm-hmm. to him. Like, he's very all over the place, very unstable. And there's no centeredness, no groundedness. And I notice that this is how it is, like, almost every single time I talk to him about anything. And so what does that say? Yeah. Oh, I thought I had left the crazy makers behind, but here turns out I have one in my life still. You probably have a few, but but they haven't reared their <laughs> their ugly head lately, you know. For me when I when I meet when I when I when one of those shows their true face, I I tend yeah. to go, "Oh, I think this is somebody who um growing up especially the on the fence thing, they weren't allowed to make decisions. Yeah. Their parents always made decisions for mm-hmm. them. So when they became an adult, they didn't, and they had to make decisions. They didn't know because they were worried about making the wrong, wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And when you have somebody in your life, a friend or an acquaintance or wherever, who yeah. you, you are being a friend to, and they take such offense, you're like, oh, okay, you're somebody who does not know how to have an even relationship you never were taught that if you talk to somebody they ask you a question you ask them back that happens quite frequently with men i don't know why we've grown this whole (laughs) kind of part of society where it's only men only talk about themselves it's i mean it's changing but like it's still bullshit it's like i i have very very little patience for somebody when i go hey how you doing and they go on and they don't shut up and you're like oh so you don't give a shit you don't give a shit. I, right. I don't want anything to right. do with that. Yeah. And then there's been these yeah. people who you start a conversation with them. And these are, I think, are also part of the crazies. And you go, yeah. and they go, why would you say that? Why would you ask me that? And uh-huh. it's constantly putting uh-huh. everything onto you. Even though you're being genuine, going, hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah. it, how do you feel about that? And they were like, well, why would you ask me that? And they were, they're constantly <laughs> accusatory. And you're like, yeah. I don't know what happened in your life. But yeah, please leave me out of it. And the best is when I'll talk Why can't to somebody we have an later open on and go, combo. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll go, yeah. God, I just can't have a. It's a weird conversation with them. They're like me too, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's not me. Conversation. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I'm like so glad it's not yeah. me when somebody confirms it. Yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, those kind of people, I, it's like you've learned, you know, as you get older, you go, uh-huh, okay. And then you walk the fuck away <laughs> because there's yeah. no way it's ever going to change because yeah. of who they are. Yeah. there, There's exactly. a one female comic who I'm not really friends with, but I see her and I say hello. And as soon as I say hello, she yeah. goes into a diatribe of all the shit that's happening in her life. I'm like, Whoa. all I asked was, hi, was, how, you how are you doing? And yeah. then, the yeah. flood fucking gates open and i'm like okay you yeah. need a boyfriend or something because i, I can't be your emotional stable it right. does not work yeah. i'm just a stranger yeah. at the comedy scene with you yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I i and so i'm glad you talked it through but then it it it, it, it makes you not want it took a toll like yeah it took yeah, a huge like, toll I wrote a joke. Like, I don't know. Maybe I could workshop this joke it's with you. See what you think. It's, it's like uh, when, when people, over when people do that, 
<laughs> right? It's like the only thing. It's like I feel so cornered. I'm like, how do I? Okay, I'll write a joke. It's like when people are like, oh, you know what? When I talk about these problems, I'm not asking you to fix it. I'm asking you to just listen. And it's like when the problems are that severe, it's like a person coming to your face with a big open gash in their face. Right. And they're bleeding. And they're like, I don't want you to treat this wound. I just want you to look at it. Just look at me bleed, man. And it's like, I'm. you're bleeding on my shoes. You're bleeding on my shoes. You don't want me to put a towel in your open gaping wound? Ew, I don't want to see that shit, right? Like, that's what that's like to me. That's what it feels like to me. It's exactly what it is. It is. You're like, okay, then, then you can go see somebody else about your wound. Okay. Yeah. Because go see a professional. Yeah, go to the hospital. I can't help. Yeah. I can't help you, you know? So I can't go help. see a shrink. Go, oh my gosh. go get a therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. Like, the, mm. here's the thing. When I was married, I was grateful. Like, my ex husband was not like one of those basket cates that didn't have to be as emotional. Yeah. Like, we were there for each other, but I did. Yeah. He wasn't emotionally, you know. Issue, he figured things out and that stuff. But I definitely have sure. other boyfriends who like are guys I'm hanging out with who are just want me there to to like be their mommy and take care of them. And they're, I'm like, just go fucking see a therapist. Are you fucking kidding me? I right. can't help you with whatever you got going on. It's not my job at all as a yeah. woman. It's your yeah. job as a person who's got issues to go fucking yeah. take care of that. Because yeah. guess what? When I lost yeah. my shit, I went and saw a therapist and I took right. care of it and got through it. So right. man the fuck yeah. up and go see a therapist and deal with that because I I, I can't help you. And I don't want to help you. I got too much on my fucking plate. Yeah. Then being your emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, boomerang it's... here. Exactly. No, that's exactly what that is. Like, uh, and also, I, I feel like those people maybe lack tools of self-care, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, you know, like, and I understand what that can be like, you know, I understand that feeling of helplessness. And so you like take it to other people. Like, I understand that. And it's like, no, those are mm -hmm. tools you can acquire, you know, like it's, it's as simple as right. journaling and meditating. <laughs> yes. And you, you learn you know? through experience. And and it's the yeah. people that don't learn from their mistakes that continuously mm -hmm. end up keep repeating the same patterns. And so for me, I didn't know shit when I first moved to L.A. Yeah. But I've learned how to become a better person and how to – and yeah. I'm, never, I'm not 100%. I go up and down. But when, right. I, do, I, right. when I do something dumb, I learn from it and I move on. And yeah. that's what we're supposed to do as humans. But too many people, right? and this is what I say, too many people are comfortable in their dysfunction. And some people yes. go to therapy to get better. And some people go to therapy just yeah. to have somebody to tell their shit to. They don't want to change. Yeah. They just want it continuous. And I've had, I've had a friend who had many, many issues, one with her sister. And I was like, you know, you yeah. can make this better if you just stop accepting the behavior from other people and she's like yes yes right. yes but she would never change it and so it was the right. same complaint for five years and i was like I, I can't do it oh, anymore i really so can't do awful. it anymore if you don't yeah. want to make that change and yeah call 
all her yeah. on her bullshit, what she's doing. Yeah. I can't listen to it yeah. anymore, you know? <laughs> right? It's hard. Yeah. No, there are definitely people I stopped speaking to because of that very same reason. But um, let me ask you this. Like, when you're kind of going through a change, right? Like, I'm sure you've gone through, like, several changes in your life. But, like, something in you shifts. The, your outlook is no longer the same as yesterday or a moment ago. The, like what what are the things that you notice first like in your in your immediate proximity whether it be your i don't know your notebook your clothes the food you keep buying um i don't know like your your routine your habit like what's the first thing that ends up changing that you notice when you go through those shifts literally it's a weight on my body like an emotional okay. weight on my body a feeling it's it's a yeah it's a feeling it like mm. and and it's like there's a long process of me being in a bad spot and then as soon as it's like a release and it's either my mind mm -hmm. or my body or something there's a release and i feel mm. different like physically mm. now i i've mm -hmm. throughout this stuff i keep up my routines which is i'm a big hiker and um yeah. i i do a lot of um organizing which is something that yeah. gets my brain in a way and then um, yeah so i do that stuff it's just when i'm doing that stuff when i'm in the state before i change it's a struggle but as soon as i have that change it's mm -hmm. like a joy and mm. so i do go through a period where everything gets cleaned uh that is for mm -hmm. sure i get everything in order and yeah. I, uh, I put down goals. Like when I came, when I had the, the, the last big transition was uh, from two broken hearts to going back to comedy and restarting at 50. Yeah. And yeah. I made very, I, I told myself, cause I'd had a lot of expectations for myself that didn't get fulfilled. And so when it came down and I went down hmm. to zero, it was, it was the realization that those things didn't happen. And it was me feeling like a hundred percent failure kind of thing. So when hmm. I was able to get out of it, it took two years, but when I was able to get out of it, I was like, you're not a failure. Yeah. And it's like right. wiping that away. And so right. that, and I, I was then, I, I give myself, whenever I go through this transition, I give myself very short goals that are very attainable. Yeah. And then that allows yeah. me to go to the next step. But I don't put too uh, much pressure on myself. I just say, hey, uh -huh. you're a new person now and you need to do this. So mm -hmm. when I came back to comedy, I was like, okay, I'm going to go one month ahead. I'm not going to think about mm -hmm. the future. Like I thought about 20 yeah. years and all that other stuff and it, it right. never materialized. So I go, yeah, give myself a month. This is what I want to do in a month. I'm going to hit all the, I'm going to hit a bunch of open mics. Here I am an old lady coming back to the open mic mm -hmm. scene. going to hit mm -hmm. it to start over. Mm -hmm. And then once I hit that month mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, now I'm going to give mm -hmm. myself the next three months. And I, I just kept mm. doing it much like, you know, the AA one day at a time kind of thing. But I just kept doing yeah. that in stages. And that yeah. helped me build myself back up to what I need uh. to be. Um, so it's it's funny how I do the, about the same things no matter what state I'm in. It's just me right. enjoying those things because I yeah. love those things. It's just 
when I'm in a yeah. miserable state, they're really hard to get through. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I walk differently and uh-huh. I talk to people differently. And it's, uh. I'm always kind of a cheery person, except if you've pissed yeah. me off, then fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. like, there's something about when I go out into the world with strangers that yeah. when I've gone through this transition, I'm just like, it's just this, the state I have. And it's amazing. And yeah. I'm grateful that I, I, I didn't ever get like uh the depression those kind of things which is huh. very yeah. you know a lot of artists get you know and they're just born that yeah. that's part of what makes them an artist yeah um yeah but i am super hard on myself so it's giving myself permission yeah. not to be so hard on myself and that doing um, comedy and writing and living in a city they're all successes whether i make any money or become famous those are all successes. Right. I'm doing exactly what I want. Exactly. Which is nothing anybody else in my exactly. family ever got to do. So I'm already a success. Exactly. So you wipe, yeah. wipe, you wipe that pressure off and you keep going and you keep going. Even if I die, nothing ever I yeah. make ever gets produced. Yeah. I make any money. Yeah. By the way, I've already made more yeah. money than I ever have in my life on comedy this year. And it's maybe $10, exactly. $20 here and there. Still doesn't matter. I made money. It's like, that's, that's huge. The, best thing and i've made amazing friends that's another thing is like i allow myself yeah. to like be open to different people and talking yeah to different people and that's comedy is great that way yeah you meet so many different kinds of it people is. and i love that yes i go back to upstate new york and it's so white yeah like i went to go see a movie theater and it yeah. was nothing but white couples and i go i'm yeah. gonna go like i literally yeah. bailed on the movie because i'm like this <laughs> seems so weird i can't deal with this and yeah. i come and it's so multicultural and it's just filled with i love listening to other people's languages when we're out in a store and stuff like that like i love that yeah i love just like, like running into you know you go to markets or different things and seeing all yeah. like learning stuff and learning so much like from you about Kore- korean culture and like having that connect that food yeah. connection that you were telling me about about uh, when yeah. somebody passes yeah um that you celebrate with yeah food the and, ritual the chesa yeah yeah and yeah. I, like i was like oh i love i love all that stuff and by the way if i was in upstate new york i would never have learned any of that stuff and I would not yeah. be the person I always wanted to be. And that was to be out right. in the world and and be a part of the world, the whole world, not just America, yeah. not just a tiny little part yeah. of America, but the whole yeah. world. Because we're all humans. We're all humans. We Even are. One of us is human. That's the thing. That's the thing I really um, like admire about you is that you are like really open to a diversity of people. And I don't mean diversity as in like, you know, like race, creed and, you know, sexuality, like that's a given. I mean, more like personalities, because that for (laughs) me is hard. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how I am. I'm very Mm -hmm. no nonsense. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm but that's not because I I'm a bitch. It's because I'm very no. sensitive, yeah. and like I just you're protecting I absorb yourself. people's energies. Right. right. Yeah, I absorb people's energies so fast that it's like too much. And uh, like if I'm in the face of somebody, I feel like isn't there's something off mm-hmm. that doesn't vibe with me. I shut down. And like, I wish I had the wherewithal to just be like, like 
able to maintain some small talk and be like, okay, but I'm not, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> like a lot of the times, right. A lot of, the, if I get, if I get to a venue early, I'll sit in my car or I'll mm-hmm. like be far away from the venue for a while until I absolutely have to be there. Uh, Cause I just mm-hmm. can't, you know, with too many people. And it's like, uh, you know, but people, uh, what I appreciate re- about you is that you know that, that about yourself. But I love that you know that about I yourself, do. and you yeah. give yourself those Thanks. those permissions to to be what you need to be in different environments. And that's that to yeah, me, yeah, I'm like, right. that's a strength. That's yeah. not a weakness. That's not like someone yeah. being a bitch. That's someone going, I know who I am, yeah. and I'm. This is how I'm going to play it. You know, like when we were at right, the, the right. UBG the other night, and the dudes kept you know, coming <laughs> up and saying hi, and I was like, hi, you know, and you were like, hi, yeah, you just like leave me that alone. I love it. I love it. Like, you know, it's just like, I, I, know, I, I just feel, say hi and then I move on. I feel bad you know? that day. Yeah. 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 You're like, no. There was like that weirdo guy. He was like, are you my neighbor? Are you my neighbor? And I was just watching the TV and you were like, I don't think she is. Like, and I was like, oh, I feel bad that Wendy has to buffer for me, but thank God for Wendy, you know? But that's what I'm there for. Uh, oh my God. In college. Yeah. yeah. In college, I, yeah. I didn't drink much. I don't drink much. Um, so I would drink like yeah, once a semester, yeah. but throughout the whole semester and I had right. the car, so I would drive everybody. It was cold uh, in our state. So I would drive everybody to the bar, yeah. which wasn't that far. And yeah. then I would, and yeah. then I would be the bodyguard, like literally towards the other night uh-huh. when all the guys would get man, man, and stuff Ooh. like that. I would get in between yeah. a dude and my friend and dudes yeah. don't know what to do when they're, there's a woman in front of them going back the fuck up. Like they really don't. <laughs> and so like, it was great. You know? So like, like, like I just sort of like, I, I do listen that I'm, I'm good that way, even yeah. though I have hearing issues. Yeah, so when yeah. I'm in a big crowd, it's more visual. So I keep my eyes keen right. on everything, especially my friends, even people. All that right. Yeah. And I get in there and yeah. I'm like, no, you're not going to fucking do this. Get the fuck away. You know, but that, right. that's just who I am. Like, yeah. I, I just sort of, like to always pay attention to that shit i also had a brother who tortured me growing up so like part of it is is like he yeah. would uh, hid behind a corner and scare me and stuff so i was kind of always on alert <laughs> i learned that to always be on a fucking alert you know in case some shit would come out and give me a charlie horse you know so yeah yeah, yeah. but like you're the older sister like didn't you torture him back ever or were you just so pure-hearted and sweet that you just like didn't have it in you to be that like brutal I okay, so he's even though he's younger, he's only a year and a half younger, and then by the time he was twelve, okay. he yeah. was uh starting to grow and he became six six. And he was oh, he was he, got big. he was okay. five when our parents got divorced and he took it way harder. Like like he just didn't know uh, why his daddy wasn't there anymore and stuff. And then okay. you know, I don't think my parents managed his emotional health all that well. Yeah. And so he, uh, okay. he was always extra sensitive anyways when he was growing up and stuff so he just yeah he he is not a person who was born equipped to like adjust to situations i was the opposite i was independent okay. and i was like okay i'll take care right. of this and right. so by the time he got older he needed way more attention than anybody else and mm. and um and so he couldn't get it and the only other person because my dad was working or whatever and then when he came home it was a lot about him and my stepmom so um so the only other person was me and so like he right. he would aggressively do stuff like wrestle or punch me yeah. or 
yeah. give me Charlie yeah. horses and stuff to get attention from me. Yeah. I just wanted to be left alone because I was in right. my world. I was thinking, I was writing stories yeah. at 10. Exactly. I was like, I just wanted exactly. to be a, making recordings on my tape recorder, right. going around, right. doing like interviewing the yeah. horse, you know, in a tree, yeah. like whatever yeah. I was doing. And I just making wanted art. to be left yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah, trying to, yeah. you know, and he would make fun of yeah. it. And I was like, I don't need yeah. you around. I don't want you to do that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. for him to feel validated, he needed to constantly yeah. have me part of his world. And so I'm for, I, I never talk about my brother. So it's, I'm not, it's, whew. Yeah. Anyway, so by the time you don't, we got yeah, older. You don't have to go too deep into it. But no, yeah. no, no, it's okay. Uh -huh. By the time we got older, yeah. everybody's like, oh, when you get older, you'll be best friends. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't like him as a person. And nobody believed me. Yeah. And then I would constantly see how my parents yeah. were not doing parenting well with him because I knew him the best. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you can't right. do that. And they're yeah. like, well, you're a kid. You don't know. I go, no, I know him the best. You can't do what you're doing because it's not going to work. So when he became an adult. You spend the most time with him, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And when he became an adult, it just became unbearable. And he, he's, right. not, he's not a good person because right. he, I think he wants to be, but he has no idea how to be. And, um, yeah. and because of that, I had to cut him off when I was 29, yeah. right after my yeah. mom died emotionally. Cause I'm like, right. I cannot take what you were talking about. I cannot take your shit yeah. on me. It's not yeah. my fault. It's yeah. your fault. You need to take ownership. Exactly. Of it. And he has exactly. never been able to do that. I don't right. like, I know my parents raised me one way. But they did raise yeah. him a different way. And because of that, it was a right. detriment to who he became as a person. Yeah. So so uh -huh. for me, it's like, despite him, I don't want to be him. Because people would yeah. be like, your brothers were Brian? And I was just like, so I think that's why I've become a little bit more on the other side. The like, hi, interesting. Because I don't want people to think <laughs> I'm like my brother who's a dick. You know? <laughs> but I've learned to... To be nice mm. and not so trusting and learn to be like, okay, yeah. all right. Learn the signals a little bit better. Yeah, it's um but it's a learning game always. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I answered your question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you did. Like no, uh it makes sense. Like I think you know what, like um in terms of your adjustment, you just figured out like in order to deal with anything that is difficult, I just gotta make something. Like you put your focus mm -hmm. on creating something. That's usually the natural inclination of any artist, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like when I when I was working that that uh, full time job in New York, I hated it so much. And I was also like uh, producing a, a documentary, and I was like having a lot of issues with the co producer and the director, and I was like miserable. And whenever I felt the most helpless and miserable, I would always paint. That's mm. always that was always the the last and final resort. You know, so uh, I, I think just, you know, that's the healthiest way to be to and that's a tool that you had like a coping tool. Mm -hmm. Right. And artists need to be able to do that. They have to do that. In fact, it's not just artists like anybody should be able to do that. Like they should just know, yeah. like when I feel like hell inside, I have to go and like. I don't know, go to the, go play tennis or go play uh, racquetball or go, uh, go bowling or go for a drive or go for, do something mm -hmm. like to know what it is that I have to do in order to not wreak havoc in my own life and right. around in the lives of people around me to know what to do. 
I think right. that is a tool. It's an asset to know that, right? And perhaps, right. sadly, you know, your younger brother wasn't able to attain that, right? Right. Um, yeah. And absolutely. also, like you know, younger siblings tend to be babied a lot, and so like they can't, they don't even get the chance to figure out how to do that on their own. Um, Especially male yeah. younger siblings, yeah. They get that's, really that's, fucking doted on. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And they it's do. and you know it's so uh, funny because Jada Jada Pinkett Smith does that red round table red whatever red talk uh-huh, table yeah. talk thing, and yeah. she will her daughter Willow was on and she I think her daughter's name Willow right, uh, she was on and yeah, she goes you treated me differently than my brother you were like get your fucking ass out of bed and then you would go see Jada and go okay coming out of bed and she admitted that she had treated yeah. her son differently than her daughter yeah. and i for sure yeah 100 know that that happens yeah i also know about myself and this is a deep wound is that when i feel like somebody has not been careful especially a friend has not been careful with um or maybe just didn't know they did something but when i get hurt as an adult yeah. I yeah. retreat. And that is, and I will yeah. emotionally tr- retreat to protect myself. And I don't do it for long, yeah. but when the, when it's an initial or a surprise, I, I get real quiet and I it's, keep myself away from the situation because I don't know how to process those feelings of being betrayed, you know, or, or somebody intentionally uh-huh. hurting me, whether they yeah. meant to or not, it happened. So like, I will go away because yeah. I I also don't want to put all my shit on them. I don't want to put like oh. your friend wanted to put your shit on them. Right. I don't want to put my shit on right. them. I want to process it and go away. And how I do that is I disappear a little bit because I yeah. I know that it's my shit that I need to work through and go through uh. it. But people tend to get up very upset when they're like, why'd you go away? Yeah. Why'd you just, I'm like, because I'm protecting you from me. And I know that about me. So I want to. Huh process it and then i'll come out the other end and then we'll talk about it but like that's something from childhood because i didn't i didn't think i could ever like we would talk about our feelings and then it just nothing would ever fix so then we learned not to talk about our feelings when right when we asked because it didn't matter this shit didn't happen yeah like especially with my dad and stepmom like we have a family meeting and let's talk about what's wrong and fix it but it was never fixing it to compromise with the kids you know it just was get always worse yeah, to what, the yeah. way they want him i think there's a difference between listening to a friend who is like coming to you and asking like hey like you know something's going on like can i bend your ear i feel like that should be said i feel like mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. respecting somebody because mm-hmm. like you say like you know we don't want to burden people but no. we are people and we have to connect right and when somebody gives me that, it's like, oh, like, is it okay if I like talk to you about something? I'm always ready to listen because now it's like, okay, like this is listen mode. They're they're being polite and asking, hey, do you have time yeah. for this? Because obviously this is going to be an they're emotional being thing. Or or do you have an emotional yeah. space for me to deal with this? It may be a small thing, it may yeah. be a little bit bigger thing, but the fact that they are. Yeah aware enough to go hey can i ask you if this is okay if i talk to you about this exactly yeah that yeah yeah, yeah. half half of it so you're then you're like yes and then yeah. sometimes people don't they don't have time and then but they'll circle back because they know I, I you know i don't reach out too much but the people i do reach out to yeah. i know yeah. that i can 
And I know also know that yeah. if they're too busy, they will circle back and I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. I'm okay that they, yeah. need, they, they exactly. may not you have, have the, the trust. space right yeah. then. Yes, the trust there. Yeah. And I, I will say yeah. as women, we have, yeah. uh, we have been born and bred not to believe we have a choice. And so the yes. earlier we learn as females in yes. our society that yes. we all have choices uh -huh. and that we don't have yes. to like or um, be a part of something that we don't want to do. Like, I'm all for if somebody, if something's happening and they're like, I don't think I had a choice, like being kidnapped or all that other stuff. It's all horrible. <laughs> but yeah. don't just go. And go along with it, you know, like, don't just, I'm like, yeah. I worked on a yeah. show, a military show and with an FBI uh, consultant. Yeah. And he's like, you have a gun pointed at you, you fucking run. Cause guess what? 95% of the time they're going to miss you. He goes, I taught everyone. He had 10 kids. He goes, I taught every one of my kids. You run towards the gun and you fucking do what you can to fuck. You do not run away. You run towards the gun because 95% of the time they're not going to get you and they're too scared they're like it's it's just a scare tactic they have no fucking they have no intention of shooting God they're just damn. using the, yeah so so it was like huh. i don't hopefully i'll never be in that situation but i'm like that's going to kick in <laughs> yeah. for me is that you know and that sort of has kicked in for me for other things you know i told you, you yeah. know about a guy sexually assaulted me coming out of a bar he yeah. palmed my boob yeah. and i beat the shit out of him so yeah. that is my response <laughs> yeah. to that shit partially because of my brother right growing up with a guy yeah. who beat me up every day but other partially Red it's just like him. no yeah. you don't ha you don't get agency over my body because you're fucking oh bullshit, yeah you know so women have and, choices so yeah. make the choice you know i and right. like whether those people on the train videoed and watched that woman get raped they all had a choice to stop oh it God. and they didn't do it that was horrendous i was on a chicago train when i was working in chicago it was horrible yeah. I, and i yeah. was witnessing an autistic guy be started to be sexually assaulted by a homeless woman and <gasps> the oh, train Jesus. was packed and i got up and i go don't touch him oh yeah oh sorry i'm screaming it's don't okay touch it's okay. him yeah yeah. And she looked at me and everybody looked at me. I go, you get up and you sit on my seat. And then I told her to move over and I sat next to her. I go, you do not have permission to touch him anyway. Like, and yeah. she, she was over the clothes, but he was clearly autistic. Just come from work. He yeah. didn't know what to do. He's frozen. And they are like, yeah. they are the, the stats on them being sexually assaulted is remarkable autistic people because they don't have, they don't know how to say no. Right. So, you know, right. um, they don't, they really don't, process what's going on in them so but the whole yeah. train is packed and then i told the we were in the first car i told the train conductor i go she just sexually assaulted that man get her off the train and he got her off right and then i was like make sure yeah. could you please make sure this kid gets off when he needs to get off and nobody else bothers him and but i was on yeah. a packed fucking train and not one fucking person said anything besides myself it was just that's like, very nope, common in urban in yes that's very very common in urban societies though like i there were so many times when I was getting um, assaulted in New York and nobody did anything until Ugh. I had to like happen to me at Starbucks once. Like it was awful and it happens all the time. And I think what it is, is like in these urban environments, because so much crazy shit happens all the time, people are kind of mm -hmm. numbed out to crazy things happening. And mm -hmm. they're also, um, how do I say? They also are like trained to ignore it. 
they they yeah. put up blinders and it's like crazy shit is happening and i just gotta ignore it and pretend like it's not happening and i think a combination of those factors mm-hmm. and them also not taking you know perhaps that women's cries seriously i think all of right. that is what led to this hor- horrific event and yeah like it's usually men who ignore that shit the most. It's fucking weird, but like men will really ignore that stuff the most. Like women will be more inclined to step up, but men have to be instructed to step in. Yes. That's the other fucked up thing. Yeah. I was just at work. They have to be told. Yeah. Yeah. At work. I'm a COVID person. I, part of my job is to remind people to wear their masks. Right. First day of production. I had three guys not wearing their masks. I asked them, the guy right. who you could tell was probably anti-vaxxer, even though he was back, he had to be vaxxed to work on shows. Yeah. Uh, anti-vaxxer, yeah. you know, yeah. fucking QAnon, all that other stuff goes on from zero yeah. to 100 and starts yeah. yelling at me. I'm outside oh. the CDC. It yeah. doesn't matter what the CDC says. Yeah. Or it's what our show yeah. says. And we go above and beyond the CDC. Oh Anyways, here I am trying right. my best to go. I am a COVID person. I I'm telling you, yeah. we have to on this show. That is part of our work agreement. Right. Um, and then, yeah. and then at one point he charges. Now this goes on for five minutes. He ch- there's ten other Jesus. people around me, mostly all men. He charges at me, going, "Get away! Get out of here!" I go, "I'm not going to go away. This is my job," you know. And right. so finally, somebody right. came over and corralled him. But I was like, I went straight to my boss and I went straight to the UPM. He's still working because they're all pussies. Yeah, they still he's still yeah. working on the job, and then he's. Not yeah. only verbally assaulted another one of our team members, also female, another male, and then my boss. So like, yeah. we can't, yeah. we don't have firing power because he would have been gone already. But that's the thing. Right. They stand around and they're like, I'm not going to get involved. I'm like, because they're so worried about yeah. the fucking egos. So worried yeah. that somebody's going to call them out. Yeah. And they're going to boo. It's like big yeah. fucking babies. I hate yeah. cowards. I fucking hate cowards. I hate cowards. I think, you know, your job is especially hard because it is that it's like the COVID people like you're, you're, you guys are like protocol and policy enforcers. And that puts you in a position where you have to tell people to do something that they probably don't want to do, but it's like necessary. Right. right? Uh, You guys are rule enforcers. So you're like more vulnerable to that kind of reaction anyway. But on top of that, everybody in Hollywood has this mentality, like, it's a small it's a small industry and right. I don't want to ruin my reputation by calling somebody out. Right. And it's like but what if you're you're in a place of danger or suffering or it's like it's okay like I don't matter. My career matters. I think that mentality also is what makes this place so fucking toxic sometimes. Yeah. You know? I, like I, people I had, yeah. yeah. Years ago, I had a uh, boss. I had a boss remark that if you're not, if you don't make it as a staff writer on a TV show by the time you're 32 or 33, you're never going to make it. And it made it in a room full of us people all trying to be writers. And I had just had my 40th birthday and everybody got quiet. He thought he was being funny and everybody got quiet. And then he later had to go talk to a couple of the other writers going, why did it get weird in there? And they're like, because Wendy's trying to be a writer and she just turned 40. Right. So then he came to me trying to make nice in the whole time going, yeah, "Yeah, but what's your plan B? What's your plan B? Oh, Jesus. Insinuating that that I would never make. Yeah. And here I am 
a person, everybody's like, and like all these people are like, you got to tell the producers. I'm like, or you got to take it because it's actually an ages thing yeah. and you can't do, you can't discriminate based on somebody's age. And I go, right. yeah, I do that in Hollywood. I never get hired as a writer ever. And right. I may never, but uh -huh. I certainly won't get hired as a writer. They all told the bosses and I had discussions with a couple of exec producers, but they were like, please don't give up, keep, keep going. And, and honestly, this day and age, anybody can make it at any time, but his mentality, his white male mentality was that, yeah, you're not going to make it if you don't make it by the time you're 32 in this business as a writer. Yeah, it's just somebody who's small and insecure trying to have power. Yeah. Power people, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's their insecurity, I feel like, people who talk that way. And yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even want to like begin to try and understand people like that because like what's the point? You know, it's like they're just speaking out of their own fears and their own, you know, yeah, like you say, their own insecurities. It's like it's not necessary. But yeah, I, I also like yeah. what you say just now, like at this day and age, anybody can make it any time. But that's the truth in and at any point in time. It's like anybody can do whatever the fuck they want at any point in their lives mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. whatever. Like yeah. outside opinions about whether somebody has quote unquote made it you know yeah. i feel like those kinds of definitions are also very varied those that mm -hmm. definition of what a success is and what making is needs to be diversified more yeah. and it needs to be personalized mm -hmm. like what is your definition of success what is your definition of making it what is your definition of happiness what is your definition mm -hmm. of love what is your definition mm -hmm. of forgiveness mm -hmm. these kinds of things don't go and turn to merriam webster turn mm -hmm. to yourself and write mm -hmm. that shit down and try to live according to because people get so caught this is like the thing i hate about the the conversation i was having with that other person the other day where it was so difficult because he doesn't have a core sense of self mm -hmm. and because mm -hmm. of that lack it was like just insane mm -hmm. like talking was chaos I just couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand what the fuck was going on. And it's like, you have to know who you are, what you're about, what you want to do. I feel like that's a very simple th thing, th those mm -hmm. three things, but it's hard to get mm -hmm. there. It takes a lot of work, but mm -hmm. it's important mm -hmm. for one to do that work because that's how you be responsible in the world, right? Right. I, and that, I got here that man at 50. saying that shit to you. Yeah. Right. 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 I got here that at man 50, saying that shit to you, he didn't know. No, he didn't know. Go ahead, go and, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I just, I yeah. just said, I. It took me fifty years to get to a place where I know who I am. I love myself. I, I am the person right. I always wanted to be. Um, I, yeah. Uh, I, I am a success regardless of money and fame. I am doing exactly yeah. what I want. Um, and yeah. I, I've never loved myself more than I do right now. Yeah, and that means that yeah. doesn't mean that I. I have somebody else in my life loving me. It absolutely is the opposite. Yeah. I love me 100%. Exactly. And I don't need another person to yeah. validate me with it. Um, and right now, I don't have room in my life for somebody else other than at short, yeah, yeah. short stints for a half hour or an hour at a time, you know, here and there. You know, that <laughs> is it. That's all I have time for. And that is fine. Yeah. And and actually, that actually lifts me up. Like, I have, I have this whole Chris D'Elia bit that I bang on his first yeah. apology fake apology video yeah. and part of it though yeah. he goes he starts blaming casual sex and i go don't fucking blame yeah. casual sex because you're an addict 
you know why casual sex is actually pretty <laughs> fucking awesome it is it yeah. is it's like yeah. it has made me exactly who i am today and it is it uplifts me when i have it it's because yeah. you yeah. put a whole different kind of perverted you know sense of self on oh. casual sex it's like blaming tequila yeah. oh i can't drink yeah. tequila kills oh, evil yeah it's like tequila didn't do yeah. shit you did sh you drank too much tequila it's your own fault yeah why tequila is evil so like don't blame the thing that's out there you got to take ownership of how you react to things and how you mm -hmm. are in the world and once you do that i will 100 percent tell you once you take the you responsibility for you your life gets oh, so much better this person actually your yeah. friend actually was able to sit back and see himself in the situation and able to understand that he is creating the chaos in his life his life would get 100 percent better but he's yeah scared he's scared of making the wrong decision so he learned along the way yeah. that he makes wrong decisions and he he shouldn't make decisions somebody else should make them for him so that's why as yeah. an adult now he has to ask a hundred people in order but yeah. he still can't make a decision because he doesn't and, have that and pretend him, like okay. and pretend like he's not asking people for help you know what i mean like that's what also irked yeah. me is like he was like i'm not asking you to fix this it's like well you're the one that keeps talking about your fucking problems to me all the time and i was like you know you how i speak this is how i speak yeah. i speak analytically right. i speak prescriptively i speak this way i'm a fucking intellectual what the hell you want from me you know how i speak you come to me expecting something different that's insane right. but i liked what you said earlier when you were like i'm exactly who i wanted to be how many people get to say that, Wendy? I don't know a lot of people who say that. I don't either, because every time I say it to somebody, they're like surprised. They're like, wow, that's It's great. a shocking thing to hear. As if, it is. It's a shocking yeah, thing as if to hear. They're like, oh, I've been trying to do that for a long time. You know, maybe oh. it takes what happened to me, which is destroying your life and blowing it up and going to zero and then building yourself back up. <laughs> but, yeah. but in that process, this most beautiful thing came out of it, and it's me. It's me. I, yeah. I'm, I'm so amazed I've become this person and I'm so happy I'm this person. Oh. And uh, even when shit goes wrong or I make a mistake here or there, it doesn't, it doesn't like completely wipe me out. It means, oh no, you're growing, you're getting better. You're becoming a better yeah. person. And my friend, my friend said when I was the deepest, most bottom, she goes, there's a guy who wrote a book about aging and how the first half of your life is zero to 50 and the second half is 50 to whenever. And she goes, you are starting the second half of your life. So you're a baby now. Yeah. So you are yeah. essentially learning how to be the next version of yourself. And babies are happy. Yeah. And most babies, you know, it's yeah. not horrible situations. Most babies they are, are happy they and are. they see the world yeah. with brightness and everything is discover. Yeah discovery and everything yes. is, you know, like learning and stuff. Yeah. And that's how I feel like I am. I'm in that baby stage right. and I love it. Right. I absolutely love it. And, and I, I just want to keep going that way. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to meet somebody else that goes, yes, I'm, I'm exactly who I want to be too in this life. I haven't, I've yet to meet somebody like that, but yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad that I can say it, that I can say it. I am exactly who I yeah. always wanted to be. And on stage too, 
because I struggled really yeah. hard the first 15 years of being who I wanted to be on stage yeah. and seeing other people doing it and not yeah. being able to do it. But it took 10 years of uh, me being a writer and an actor to come back to stand up and going, oh, now I am. A, I'm not. Now I know who I am on stage and now I'm just getting uh, better and better. And I'm being exactly the authentic person I want on stage. Somebody the other day just yeah. goes, I love how honest you are on stage. And he and they're like, I strive to try to be as honest as you. And I go. That's nice. I I just talk about my life. That's all it is. And I can't yeah. do bullshit. I really can't. I can't lie. All, 99% yeah. of my jokes are not, there's nothing made up in them. It's all based in huh. truth. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think, uh, you know, it's like a lot of the times people who take like mushrooms or LSD, they often have that moment where like they go to the zero place, the baby mm -hmm. place, the reborn mm -hmm. phase. And I think you were just having that moment in your life uh, without like psychedelics or anything. I mean, sometimes people have that as a spiritual thing too. Like mm -hmm. they'll face a deep crisis, hit rock bottom. A lot of people who are in AA also have that moment. They hit rock bottom and whatever, and they become reborn. But like, the truth is, you know, anybody can be reborn at any moment, whenever they want. And it's just a matter of deciding. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of letting go. It's a matter of confronting the truth, which is that you're gonna die. It's the truth, you're gonna die. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna mm -hmm. do to make this living state the most absolute worthwhile thing? You know? Yeah. Once they confront that, they can, they can do, they can do what you did, which is Build the life that you want. Build the self that you want. And learn yes. to love and appreciate the self that you are. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay, let me ask you some flashcard questions and we'll wrap this up. Okay, okay. Um, are you okay on time? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay, so this the show I'm going to talk about is called Sound of Your Heart. And uh, this is like a good fit for you because this, this is a more like a sitcom. It's like a sitcom-y kind of show. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say uh, you're a cartoonist named Cho Seok mm -hmm. and you're in your 20s. Uh, you live at home with your parents and your older brother. You bring your cartoon to a major internet media company and they tell you that your project sucks ass. It's the worst. Mm -hmm. And that your journal probably has better content that what you just imagined out of your little head what do you do i think i uh walk away sad and <laughs> i think i go i go to a park and i have a good cry and then oh. i look up uh -huh. and i see the world around me and i see nature and i see um people and I realize I am just one person in a vast globe of people. And I, I process what they said. And then I go, you know what? There's other people in the world who might understand me better than that person. Oh. But the hurt's there. So then yeah. you, so then I, I think I walk home and maybe I get some of my favorite junk food or um, an ice cream or yeah. something food wise. Yeah. Cause that is always the solve yeah. when you have a deep hurt is some kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. favorite food. It's comfort. And then I go yeah. home yeah. and I, uh, I personally don't, I wouldn't 
with my parents, I probably wouldn't have said anything, but they would have seen it on me. Everybody knows when I'm sad because I'm sort of like always uh -huh. like this. So when I'm sad, my face shows I can't hide it. And then they get it out of uh -huh. me and then we talk through it and then they hold me. They make me feel oh. better. And then um, oh, I sweet. go to sleep uh -huh. and then I wake up the next day uh -huh. and go, okay, let me see if anything they said is valid. And if it's not, then I'm going to go and see and find other people. Maybe I go find a group of yeah. other cartoonists who, um, who like a group, like a writer's group or a cartoonist. Yeah. Group. A support and group. And I go from there. Yeah. And I just go, Hey, nice. this is what this person said. Um, because in my life I've been fired couple times and yeah. every time the very next yeah. person that has interviewed me i have revealed that i've been fired they knew the person that fired me and go you must have been doing something right for them to have fired you oh. so we're gonna hire you so it's like that's nice everybody has a thing where they're like not everybody is like even though you got fired it means you might be doing something right if you get fired so that's true somebody telling me that my stuff sucks it means i I might be doing something right for other people. So many creative, yeah. wonderful things have been rejected hundreds of times before somebody goes, no, this is actually good. And then they are, and then that becomes a huge, huge thing. Promising Young Woman got turned down by like every, uh, every production company, same with uh, Squid Games. Everybody turned it down. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. and then now they're both huge things huge things by people yeah. with different voices than the ones that are that's true. published. So that's true. So that has happened. Every time I wrote a script where somebody goes, you can't do that in the script. I went, no, I'm going to keep it. And that's the thing that always has gotten me like to the finals of a yeah. writing competition or won a competition or whatever. Yeah. The thing, whenever they yeah. tell me you can't do something, that's exactly, I do it because I know that they're scared of something different. So exactly. Okay. I like that. That's a very zen and healthy response to something like this. At least, you know, you said food and you didn't say like crack. I go and get my favorite crack. <laughs> I smoke <laughs> I smoke it out well, of the Sometimes food is crack. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten a whole bag of Doritos. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great answer. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so you're, you're stuck again. Your parents keep okay. nagging you to wake up and smell the coffee. They don't support your art career. So you snap yeah. at them and you storm out. Mm -hmm. But while you're outside, you realize that today is actually your mom's birthday. And you just screamed at mm -hmm. her to go to hell. What do you do? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I feel like this has happened before when my mom was alive. Um, I think I yeah. go, I think I go, I think I go through a phase where I'm just like, fuck her. I'm not going to get her anything. You know, like uh -huh. she doesn't understand me, all this other stuff. But then uh -huh. I think uh, once I've calmed down from that, I do go and get my mom was a big uh, Coca-Cola fan. So I think I uh -huh. go and get her, you know, some bottled Coke and um, maybe her favorite yeah. pizza and then come back and yeah. go. Uh, you may not understand my choices, uh, but happy birthday. Uh, and here you go. And go from there sweet. Um, and just just go. There's not much I can do, but other be me and uh yeah you, you may not like that if that means that i have to leave this house i will leave uh -huh. this house to go do what i need to do um That's i so you know, it's odd. yeah <laughs> it's funny because um i didn't realize this till later so i uh i was doing a big clean out 
and I found a bunch of letters that my mom had written me when I was in LA and they were cool. They were great. She would write me hand letters, which I loved. But the very first letter she wrote me, I hadn't left LA. I had just decided I was going to move to LA instead of New York city. And I had a month yeah. lag time. And during that time she wrote me a letter. I don't think I ever read it. And, and yeah. I pulled it out and it was asking me not to go to LA. And it was like a seven yeah. page letter. She was scared for Whoa. me. She didn't want me to go to LA. And in this yeah. time it was open and I think probably read the first like two lines and then didn't read it. But as soon yeah. as I, I, I couldn't read it now, I still can't read it. It's in my scrapbook that I have. of her. Sure. But as soon as sure. I got to, out to LA, she understood that decision. And even when it got tough, yeah, I would call her and say, I know I'm in the right place. Even though it's really hard right now, I know I'm in the right place. She goes, you are in the right place. So she, it took her seeing how brave I was to make that big step to go after the yeah. dreams I had always said that I wanted to go after for her to then yeah. understand it and then 100% support it. Because I've always said yeah. the worst day here of me going after what I want in life is still better than the best day back home and me not doing yeah. any of it. Yeah. And that, I love that. that. That is exactly how I, I've always lived my life, even when it got really fucking hard and it's gotten really fucking hard many times. Oh, yeah. It's still worth it yeah. for me to not give up and throw in the towel. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's because I, I have that. two coaches for dads or for mom and my mom and dad are both coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. part of it. But yeah. it's just, it's just like, I just always knew I wanted to do this. And, and, and yeah. it's taken me a lot longer than most people, maybe because I'm undereducated or I don't have the connections or I am who I am, but it, it doesn't matter. No. I'm still going after yeah. what I need to do. Yeah. What I yeah. want to do. You're still what doing what you're Wendy doing. It's yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's very important. And, uh, you know, I think you're also you know, in a way, very lucky to have a mother who says, I understand now, now I see the light, you know, because there's so many people who will never see it, never understand it, you know, even when their child goes after what they want. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, so happy that you and your mother had that moment together, you know, of being like both acknowledging that. Yeah, yeah. that's sweet. I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're brave for, you know, having just, you know, done it because uh, there are a lot of people who lack the courage to separate themselves from their families and really go find the release and the freedom is it, that's important it's necessary mm -hmm. as an artist to really just become a waif you know at a certain point okay so you're you're as huck again you're at a wedding okay. and you see a really hot girl that you knew from high school and she's talking to you like she's really interested in your life but you realize She's just trying to sell you life insurance. What do you do? <laughs> I indulge the fuck out of her. I keep <laughs> talking to her. I keep like asking her about it. I get real interested in what she's trying to sell me. I just am like, oh, and then I invite her to sit down and maybe we have the cake together, you know, and I just, I'm like, cause it's a fucking wedding. Weddings are boring. I don't, I don't like them. Yeah. And so like, yeah. you just like, you yeah. indulge her because probably that hot girl was an asshole to you in high school. So, you know, for me, oh, I, most of the time those hot girls are, and then they become like, you know, pharmaceutical reps and yeah. life insurance people. And they're just kind of, 
you know, you you called me fat ass in high yeah. school. Guess what? This is this is my revenge. And yeah. then at the end, I go, mm, thanks. Good to know. I'll give you a call if I need it. And then I walk away because <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. Fucking life does <laughs> always get you in the end when you're an asshole. When you're an yeah. asshole, yeah, it always comes back to yeah. you. Like I love now. Like if somebody's an asshole to me. I say something to them as if I'm a witch and I'm putting a spell on them. I'm like, you will die of COVID. Uh. Like, it's like, I like have this <laughs> other like sense that I know something. I don't know yeah. shit, but like I do yeah. that, especially yeah. with strangers who are fucking horrible, rude to me. I go, yeah, you will die in a car accident like that. And I just walk away and like, I get real, like, kind of like, hmm, interesting. I walk away. Cause like, fuck you. If you're going to be an asshole, I'm going to make you have to think about something for, hours if not days or years there you go and then when they do get an accident that woman was right she put a spell on me you know so don't fuck with me that's all i'm saying that's hilarious it's like i don't have any psychic powers but i just pretend to be a witch just to fuck with people (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's psychotic i love it okay okay okay. last last question last question let's say you're a girl named ebong okay what's her name you're kind of seeing Ebong, her name's Ebong, and uh, okay. you're kind of seeing this guy. You're seeing this guy's Huck, the the cartoonist, uh-huh. and you've been seeing each other for a little while now, and you're you're waiting for him to officially ask you to be his girlfriend. All right, mm-hmm. and the two of you are out on a date. You go to mm-hmm. a restaurant. You go street like you go listening to busker music on the streets. Mm-hmm. You go to a theater to watch a play. It's like very much a date date. Mm-hmm. And he still has not asked you to be exclusive and make it official. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, I point blank go, hey, we've been acting like girlfriend and boyfriend. Are we girlfriend and boyfriend? And if he wavers oh. on any, if he wavers at all, I go, okay, that's my answer. It's been nice hanging out with you. It's been great getting to know you. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hang out and do other things with other people. And then that's when they fucking go, no, no, no. And I'm like, uh, too late. Sorry. <laughs> you had your chance. Yeah. Like, like with yeah. my fuck buddies, like, yeah. With my yeah. fuck buddies, if they say, oh, I want to fuck you again. Okay. I give you two chances. And if after that second chance, you can't come through. Done. Bye. I don't have time for your bullshit. Yeah. I don't have time. There's plenty yeah. of people who want to fuck Never me. Again. I don't need, I do not need yours <laughs> only plenty plenty okay yeah yeah okay very nice very you know to the point no bullshit efficient love that answer Mm -hmm. and it's empowering Mm -hmm. yeah very nice (laughs) it took by the way it took me a very long yeah time to get to the point where i can go i can take or leave anything now i don't need anything or anybody so it's it's a growth thing. Yeah. It's taken me a long time. I don't think I would have had the same answer at 25, but at 52. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. Thank you, Grace. It's been amazing. Yeah.